Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was Wow Wednesday. And we started off with our girl Vivian and her socially conscious segment. And oh, Vivian talked about the eviction rate. Yes. Woo, now that that freeze is over from the pandemic, the Legal Aid Society is asking for $315 million to help cover all the needs the legal needs of all the people who are facing eviction. Yes. Woo. Now that the cat is out the bag, it is crazy. So we're just going to pray that all oh, this homeless situation does not skyrocket even crazier than it has been. Oh, we talked about 2.5 million cases of sexually transmitted diseases in one year. Can you imagine? There's only 365 days in a year. Woo! I got to do the math on that one. I got to do the math on that one. Oh, my goodness. Chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, all kinds of STIs and STDs are going crazy. Oh, we got to pray for them. Oh, we got to pray for them today. That's happening for them. Oh, Ooh. the little seven-year-old girl who was dragged by a school bus in Indiana when the school bus driver was negligent to even make sure she was on the bus properly. You know, it's been said. People don't want their jobs anymore. What are you focusing on while you're doing your job? That's the magic question uh, for the week. 
for the week, for the rest of the week? What are you focusing on? Are you really focusing on your job? Well, clearly this driver wasn't. So, ooh, that's just some of the stuff Vivian talked about yesterday morning. Well, the lady, oh, what a fantastic morning. As the lady talked about, oh, ways to be useful to God. This was one conversation that needed to be had because just based on yesterday's uh, socially conscious uh, topic, we need to make sure, we need to make sure that things we do are useful to God. Watching your tongue. Oh, you know that little member, the Bible says, that causes so many problems. Yes. You know, we really got to make sure that, you know, we really watch the things that we say. You know, the Word of God says that we need to say things that are used, you know, to edify and to build, not to tear down. Yeah, you know how that goes. You know how that goes. You know how that goes. Got to make sure that that talk is useful to God. There's so many things that we can say to benefit God and the kingdom of God. We don't need to be saying other things. Okay? All right. Well, what else? Stand in your ground. Now that right there. <laughs> Stand in your ground. That, that there. We need to stick a big pen in because it seems like the, you know, the more we go on this journey of life, that the people of God are standing their ground all right, but it's not for the right reason. They're not standing their ground on the right thing. Oh, my, 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 my. Everybody's getting so spinelessly. Spinelessly. That's what I want to say. Spinelessly. Yeah. You know, they're not taking the way of God more than they're taking the way of the world. They're not stepping out of their flesh enough to be useful to God. And what's happening is when the rubber hits the road, we're, there's not enough of us at the end of the day. It might look like there's enough of us on the onset, but yeah... Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, God's been challenging us more and more. And unfortunately, I don't think we've been stepping up to the plate. Yeah, we might be short, forward, just a little short, just a little short. Yeah, well, big short, big short. So let's get ourselves together. And make sure that the things we do, we're being useful to God. Like being on this broadcast every morning and listening and telling somebody about God. Oh, that might be our prayer for for the next time we pray. Yeah, put that down, Katie girl. Oh, being useful to God. 
Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, that's how we spent our Wednesday. Okay? Okay. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Oh, the day we talk about our health in so many different ways. Whether it's our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our physical health, our financial health, whatever health we got. Whatever health we got, we're going to talk about it today. And I have an, a, a good morning health tip. Yes. So make sure you get that pad and pencil out. Okay? Okay. Thanksgiving God thinks that we're on this side of the week. Oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph. Is on A. Whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. I'll admit it. I've kept a few secrets from my wife. My husband like, still doesn't know the real story about that dent in the van. I've never told her that I used to be a lifeguard at a new beach. I've never told my kids about the time I was arrested for streaking. My friends don't know that I still sleep with my teddy bear. But they all do know one thing about me. And that's that I'm an organ donor. That I'm an organ donor. I'm an organ donor. I'm an organ donor. And that's one thing that's too important to keep a secret. Because I could save somebody's life. How cool is that? Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it's Therapeutic Thursday. Ah, the day we talk about our health. And uh, giving God thanks that we have been awakened to see today. Yes. God is good. God is good. Oh, we're winding it down to the end of the week. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I've had some real productive, filled days. And thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Now that the weather is changing, you know, you don't, you're not as productive when it's zero degrees outside, or at least when it feels like it's zero degrees outside. So, you know, I'm just happy that the weather is shifting. I mean, we're in April, and it was 83 degrees yesterday. Wow. Wow. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So... I want to say thank you for joining us. You know, it's a good thing to have you with me this morning. 
I don't know what I would do without you these days. I don't know what I would do without you. So let's get that help tip. Go ahead and get that pad and pencil out because we got some stuff to talk about. We got something to talk about. Today we're talking about high blood pressure. Now we've been, we've talked about this before, but we're going to spend a little bit of time on this today. Because I saw some stuff that really made my eyes like a wow. Yeah. So I want to make sure that you know what to do about this high blood pressure thing. Okay? All right. Wow. What is high blood pressure? We always hear about this, but I don't know if we know what it really means. Well, high blood pressure is also known as hypertension. And hmm, it says that the narrow blood vessels, also known as the arteries, create more resistance for blood flow. The narrower your arteries are, the more resistance there is and the higher your blood pressure will be. And over the long term, the increased pressure can cause health issues, including heart disease. So that's one of the reasons why when you get high blood pressure, they give you like a diuretic sometimes because that will help to open up your arteries by the constant flow of water and urine and going to the bathroom will release that pressure and will open up them arteries. Okay, I know a little something. I know a little bit. I remember a little bit of something. So you're going to get a little bit of information, side notes from me. Okay? All right. So, are you writing? I hope so. Okay. So, we have regular blood pressure readings are really, really crucial. Okay? Because then you'll find out whether you have, you know, a regular blood pressure or if you have high blood pressure. Okay? So now the blood pressure is um, based on two different um, readings, two numbers, as we always know. You have the systolic pressure, which is your top number, and it indicates the pressure in your arteries when your heart beats and pumps out blood. The diastolic pressure, which is that bottom number, is the reading of the pressure in your arteries between beats of your heart. All right? So we have a regular blood pressure reading is somewhere around 120 over 80. So if you have something a little higher, just sometimes they'll say like 130 over 80 or, you know, 115 over 70. Those things are kind of normal. Okay? So don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. That's a regular 
That's our regular numbers. Okay? All righty. Well, we want to know about those elevated numbers. So our elevated numbers are when they're quite higher than those numbers. So stage one hypertension is like 130 or 139 over 80 through eight, one, I'm sorry, 80 over 80. 130 and 139 over 80 to one to 89. Okay, that's stage one hypertension. Stage two is like the 140s over the 90s area. Okay? Hypertensive crisis what they call <laughs> the big numbers. And that's those 180s and above, over 120s and above. Okay? And that requires, like, urgent attention. And sometimes you'll feel chest pains, headaches, shortness of breath, visual changes, and those types of things. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Don't rely on that. I had a mother who, because her pressure was high, anything would bother her. She went to um, the doctor one time, and she said her back was killing her. She was I mean, so much pain in her back. And when she went, her blood pressure was like 200 and something over 180 something. Yeah. So really based on your body, you don't know how your body is going to respond to those hot numbers, especially if your numbers stay high. It's going to affect all kinds of areas. I have another person that I knew, no longer here, chronic high blood pressure, was putting pressure. Remember, we talked about the arteries, right? The arteries in his legs, yes, and he had to have major surgery to relieve the pressure of the arteries in the legs. Yes, that was killing him. So, yeah, we want to make sure we pay attention to this hypertension thing. Okay? So I just gave you some other uncommon symptoms. You know, they're talking about common symptoms, <clears throat> excuse me, nosebleed, headache, <clears throat> excuse me, things like that. But your body will begin to tell you when you have high blood pressure, headaches, and all kinds of things like that. Okay? All righty. Well, they're saying some of the factors that might cause high blood pressure, your genetics. Genetics. It is a gen- You can be genetically predisposed. Yes, it's like diabetes. Yes, heart disease. It's like those things, okay? Age, a lot of people, as you get older, your blood pressure stays elevated. Race, Hispanic, um, African Americans tend to have high blood pressure a lot of times because of diet, okay? Alcoholism, when you're constantly drinking, yes. Let's say a sedentary lifestyle. You, you don't move around. Get to moving. Okay? 
diabetes. Yes, they're saying that um, they call it diabetes or a metabolic syndrome, and that's when your diabetes kind of converts um, to hypertension because diabetes does so much to your body that now you suffer with high blood pressure. And they say high sodium intake. In other words, you're eating things with a lot of sodium, a lot of salt. You're ingesting, okay? Now, excuse me, something's in my throat. I'm so sorry. They say that you have other issues that can contribute to you having high blood pressure, kidney disease, sleep apnea, congenital heart defects, problems with your thyroid, some types of medication, the use of, like, drugs. Um, Let's say uh, they have gland problems. Yes, those are some of the things that can cause high blood pressure as well. Okay? And they're saying, how do you diagnose high blood pressure, again, that consistent monitoring of your blood pressure, that uh, ultrasound of your heart or your kidneys, you can do that. Um, Cholesterol screenings and other blood tests can also detect high blood pressure. And they're saying the test of your heart electrical activity, you know that EKG? All righty. All right, so we got treatment for high blood pressure. Most times, they try to get you to change your lifestyle. Yeah, remember, that that sedentary issue, move around. That um, high sodium intake, watch what you eat. Okay, stress can bring on high blood pressure. Okay, so you want to make sure you work on those type of prevention um, measures or treatments when you first get diagnosed. If you catch it early, you can change your diet, your lifestyle. I did. I did. Quite some time ago, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure, and I was like, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. And I had to change the things that I was doing, and after a while, I no longer needed any meds. So you can turn this around, Okay. But you got to do it, and you got to catch it early. And sometimes turning it around does mean taking medication, okay? We can't always turn it around just, you know, by eating better. I've known people to try that, and it didn't work. They needed some meds. I did. I did. I did. I tried to do it without meds, and almost killed myself, okay? Some type of meds that they use to combat this high blood pressure or to keep it under control. They call them beta blockers. And it says it makes your heart beat slower with less force, which keeps those arteries from having a lot of pressure. Okay? Diuretics. Remember, we talked about that a minute ago. I told you, you know, it's like a water pill. And it helps your kidneys get rid of the sodium in your body because you're constantly going to the bathroom, okay? They have uh, what they call alpha-2 agonists, 
and they say this type of medication changes the nerve impulses that cause blood vessels to tighten. And remember that tightening shuts your arteries down, keeps your arteries closed, closed, and now you end up with high blood pressure. Okay. All righty. Now, some home remedies for high blood pressure. Remember, if you catch it early enough, this just might work for you. Okay. Fruits and vegetables, definite. Whole grains, lean proteins like fish, getting that physical activity going. Make sure you keep your weight down. Making sure your stress level is down. Don't, please, no smoking, no alcohol. That stuff increases your blood pressure. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. We got, make sure you you keep that sodium down. Okay? And keep your pressure monitored. Okay? Now, we're going to talk about the effect of high blood pressure on your body. Damaged arteries. Now, the first thing that happens when you got damaged arteries, did you have heart, um, heart problems? Heart problems, heart problems, and you don't want those heart problems. Remember I talked about that friend that I had who had those artery problems in their legs. Yeah. Okay. Damaged heart. Like I said, heart problems. First thing that goes wrong when you have bad arteries is your heart. Okay. Brain damage. Why do you think people suffer from stroke? Well, remember I was talking about that friend who had that, yep, stroke. Stroke, stroke, stroke. All right, those are the type of things that can happen to your body from high blood pressure. All right, so, you know, let's take care of our body. I've just given you quite a bit of information. You know, hypertension, high blood pressure was the name of the game this morning. Okay, so... Again, you can control this thing. This is something that we can take care of. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself, please. Take care of your body. Watch what you eat. What you're putting in your mouth. If we take the time to control what we're doing, if we are under control of our body, which we are, only you can eat what you eat. You control what you eat. Okay? And that's just one of the issues we have when we don't take care of our bodies. Okay? Bye-bye. Give you a chance to kind of cross those T's and dot those I's. While we get some news up, we got our quick news. 
this morning. Oh. So you have this woman here in New York who was kidnapped on her birthday. And you know that is if this is what happened, you know it's somebody she knew. You, I mean, the look of the George isn't going to be that bad. All right? So you have Tatiana, who was last seen in Ithaca at 7.20 in the morning on her 34th birthday. Okay? Now, people say that they saw this man abduct her and that was her baby daddy. Yeah, her child's father, 34-year-old Michael Davis. Now, they said he forced her into his white SUV and started driving south to Virginia, where he's from. So this triggered a statewide alert for her. Well, they spotted him. They ended up spotting him somehow on the road on I-95. We all know I-95 takes us to VA. And they found out, they caught up with him because they said that there was a wrong license plate on the car. He refused to stop. He speeds off, and they go after him. Well, he ends up crashing the car. In some wooded area, the police approached car, and he opened fires on them. Opened fires on them. They fire back. Okay? Now, both of the people are shot. So you have the birthday girl who's shot, and you have the abductor who's shot. Well, unfortunately, they end up finding her, taking her to the um, emergency room, and she was pronounced dead. Yeah. Yeah. They found her on the outside of the car, so they don't know whether he shot her or the cops mistakenly shot her when they were firing back at him. So all in all, she ends up losing her life on her birthday. Isn't that something? Such a sad story. Such a sad, sad story. She leaves behind a four-year-old child who is that the father. That man is the father of that child. So that was a really sad story. Really sad story, you know. Ah. <sighs> You know, we all look forward to celebrating our birthday most times. And, you know, this is what happens um, when you get caught up with the wrong with the wrong person. All right, what else are we talking about? All right. So let's talk. I got some stories this morning. I do. I do, I do. So you might want to close your ears when I get to certain things because, uh, going to be some annoying stuff, and it's going to be some ridiculous stuff here this morning. Uh, Let's talk about this Texas mom 
who stabs the fiance to death. But that's not where it ends. So you got this 25-year-old Texas mom who fatally stabs her fiance when they get into some argument. Now, she's 25. He's 32. And like I said, they end up arguing and she ends up stabbing him. Now, he was pronounced dead when the paramedics got there. Now, when they find him dead, they say that she had already tried to throw him up. Yeah. So she had stabbed him and tried to stitch up his wounds. And <laughs> now she going to jail. Now, you just stabbed him with a butcher knife or some sharp object. They said that it, it looked like two different um, uh, weapons we use, but one definitely looks like some butcher knife was used, and she then takes the time to sew up the wounds herself. So she's in jail, and she's in jail with a $150,000 bomb. So I don't know how you thought you were going to be the murderer and the doctor, the surgeon who stitches your victim up. I tell you, I tell you, you can't beat these stories. You can't beat these stories. All right. So you have this other story <laughs> where you have this transgender individual. So it's a man who has transgendered into a woman. Now, I, I just don't remember whether I talked about this story or not because I've been holding on to this story. So if I if I have talked about the story, indulge me. Maybe somebody's on this morning who has not listened to it or has not heard this story. So you have this Adia Danielle who's 22, and he says that he's always felt like there was something missing when he was growing up. And this all started when he was 16 years old. And he used to like to dress up in his mother's clothes. And he used to like to play with his sister's dolls and her toys. And felt like he was always in the wrong body. So he started on this hormone therapy to um, become a woman and then did the gender affirming surgery in 21. I think I did this story. If I did, okay. We'll be alright. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Okay. Now, here's the problem. 
He doesn't tell people that he's a transgendered male. Man. Male. I don't know. Y'all help me out with this. He says because people are too judgmental. So what he does is he, you know, spends time, gets to know the person. The person gets to know him as a her. And then when he's comfortable enough, he then tells the individual. Now, this has been met with some mixed emotions. Most times, the men are upset because they feel like they've been duped. And he says, listen, I'm not telling anybody about who I am. They're going to meet me as a woman, and that's who I'm going to be until they earn the right, pretty much, to be told that I'm really not a woman, I'm a man. And if they love me, then, you know, well, if they're that interested, they'll keep it going. If not, then, you know, we'll just break up. I don't know. I don't know. You're taking a whole lot of chances with these crazy people out here. You know how many times I've seen, like, movies or shows and, um, you know, there's, like, some serial killer. I was just looking at a show um, the other day about um, there was this serial killer against transgender people and the men who have transgendered into women. And it was because, you know, they were tired of being duped into believing that these people were really women and they were really men. And it's like now, you know, I've fallen for you and now you're telling me the truth or I find out the truth on my own. And now they go out on this hunt to kill these men who have converted to women. So, I mean, at the end of the day, is it worth it? You know, listen, you, you worrying about people being judgmental. Well, then tell the story and from the beginning and deal with it. And deal with it. Because people are going to be judgmental regardless. At the end of the day, they're going to be judgmental regardless. I don't care. They're going to find something to complain about. All righty? All righty. Well, this is, this, is, this is something else. So, you've got this... <laughs> situation down in India where they've arrested five men connected to this human sacrifice at this temple four years ago and they're just now getting to this arrest so they say that there's this woman who was found who 64 years old who was found in June of 2019 headless yes she was decapitated 
So they say they've been after this um, story and this investigating um, issue for all this time. And they're now beginning to make progress. So they say that this guy, Pandy, ended up confessing that she was killed while participating in a worship ceremony at this particular temple in 2019. So they say that they, oh, good Lord. So they were doing some ritual at midnight and they went to this cremation ground. They took the woman and they performed what they call a puja. And they ate alcohol and meat and and all of this. They drank alcohol, ate meat, and all of this kind of stuff. They say that the victim, she had no idea that this puja was being done so that they could sacrifice her later. And, you know, they during this puja, she ate and she drank right along with everyone else. So they say the participants at this puja were paid about $122, which is 10,000 rupees over in India. And they were paid by this, this, this guy, um, Pradeep, who sponsors this puja, this event. And they say that hold on that um they found three out of twelve people they found three other people who took part in this particular um beheading. So they asked this woman to lie down and they hold her they held her head, her hands, her legs, um, so that she couldn't escape. They they said one of them took the machete and beheaded her in the name of human sacrifice. And they say that she was left on a blanket, on a staircase, and that's where they found this body. They say that they took the head and threw it in a river. And they're saying that the reason why they consider this particular uh, crime so heinous is because she really thought that she was there for some type of religious ceremony. So, you know, know what you're getting involved in. You know, know what you're doing. Know, you know, what you are attending. You know, I, I remember, I would say maybe about eight or nine months ago, I got a phone call from someone who was talking to a co-worker. And the co-worker was telling them that, you know, they had, they were down on 42nd Street somewhere. And they ended up, you know how those people stand out? on the street and they invite you. Do you want to go to church? Yeah. 
they're big out here in Queens. They'll ask you, you know, would you like to go to church on Sunday? And um, she told them, yeah, you know, she wouldn't mind. She said she was on a lunch break. And, you know, they said, would you like to go to church? And they said, you know, church is open right here. And she went in thinking nothing but a church. And, oh, when she went inside, she said the feeling she got after she went inside this building and she was, you know, looking around and the people started talking to her and, you know, come to find out that, you know, no, they weren't beheading people, but it was some cult. And it wasn't until she actually got inside and she said that she immediately felt like she needed to leave. But thank God she could get out. You know, she said that she didn't feel like she was trapped. But she said she felt like had she stayed longer, she would not have been able to get out. So, And this is right here on 42nd Street. Right here in the open. You know, where everybody is. And, you know, they're just inviting you to church. So that's why they're really trying to go after these people. So, like I said, they have four of them. One of them, you know, confessed, and I guess that's how they got the information to get the other three. But now, you know, they can go after the rest, hopefully, that the other ones have, you know, been caught, and hopefully they'll start talking. So please be careful. You know, every every... You know, house of worship is not safe. It really isn't. And like I said, they're not even, you know, doing this stuff privately anymore. You know, this stuff here, they're out in the open. Okay? All righty. All right. Well, here is one for the books. They say, oh, boy. So there's this woman who was born with two vaginas. And she says, (laughs) uh, she was first diagnosed with, I can't really pronounce the name, uterus didelphus in 2011 after a gynecologist noticed a physical irregularity during an exam in Australia. And her condition, they say, which affects about 2,000 women, um, means that she has a double uterus, two sets of ovaries, and two vaginas. So as a teenager... She said she did notice something was wrong, quote-unquote, when her boyfriend's penis kept hitting a wall when they were having sex. Sex. And so because it was so uncomfortable, she really didn't bother to have sex. And she said that after she did start having sex, she said that, you know, the guys didn't understand what was happening and neither did she and she said she really didn't feel comfortable 
um, at the time, and she was living with her father, so she didn't really have anybody that she could really talk to about this issue. So as she got older and she went to the doctor is when she found out that, you know, she had this condition and she started to accept it. She ended up getting married and she she didn't talk about it um, very openly. And after a while, she started to become more expressive and her husband gave her a lot of support as he helped her embrace her condition. So now she's a sex worker and her husband has accepted that. Let me tell you why. Well, let me tell you the other piece first. So she says that she makes about $1,500 a week and she goes through this and this, remember, we talked about this, this OnlyFans account, remember, with the judge? Mm-hmm. So she had sex for a living. And are you ready? She uses one vagina for sex, and she uses the other vagina for her lifestyle, her life with her husband. And she's had two children. She's been able to have two children. She says when she does um, have sex, they use condoms. And her husband doesn't feel like he's cheating on her. She doesn't feel like she's cheating on him because there are two different vaginas that are being used. Now, my question is, how you even know which vagina is which vagina? I'm sorry. Are we really, like, that savvy where, okay, if you move to the left, is this one, this is the one that I use for my husband, but the one on the right I use for my... No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I need to talk to my due time crew because this is crazy. This is crazy. Let's talk to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) I should have been one of the people that should have turned off after a certain while. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, we're going we to go mild at first. We're going to go mild at first. We're talking about that that, uh, that, woman, that woman who ends up stabbing her husband. I'm not her fiancé. Excuse me. She ends up stabbing her fiancé, um, and she tries to stitch him up. She, she wants to be the surgeon, and she tries to stitch him up afterwards. Um, they don't know whether she did that out of panic. They don't know if she did that out of remorse. But I'm sorry. Does it really make a difference? 
these people in this world, they, 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 you know, I see why you quote, this is why we need Jesus. This is, this is why, <laughs> you know, because just, you know, so you didn't create, but you're going to try and, you know, I know that they have this thing out there that, you know, they have people that try to save people, you know, you create, like you, you set the fire and then you put out the fire you know that right, type of thing, but right, geez, right, 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 and they say that that actually is a sickness that people have. Yeah, so, yes, not sure yes. if that's what she was doing, and then it, you know, she took it too far, and then she was trying to put him back together. This is not Humpty Dumpty, you know, or maybe in this case it is Humpty Dumpty because you can't put him back together again. He's, he's done, you know. Once the egg is cracked, it's over, you know. And so I have, I have no idea. I, we just got to pray because I, you just don't know what you get, you know, involved in. You get in relationships. We talk about red flags all the time. Oh, my gosh. There had to be a sign that she was a little off. You, you know, you can't tell me that she just all of a sudden, you know, she had been doing stuff and you just ignored it. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, or you even laugh it off, you know, and then you end up in a situation like this. And then on top of doing what you did, you know, I, I don't even know what you were thinking of, of trying to fix it back. You know, once it's done, it's done. You cannot do it. You're not God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, again, once it's done, it's done, like you said. I mean, come on. What's the point of sewing it back up? You should have thought about that before you stabbed them. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. All right. What else are we talking about here? We're talking about a transgender individual who says that, you know, I'm not, I'm not telling until I have to. I'm not telling until, um, you know, we figure out that we're all right. They don't want to kill me. They're not mad at me. So now I, I can talk. I'll talk. I'll talk. We're close enough that I don't have to worry about any reverb. After I tell the story, what are we talking about here? Is, is, are you taking a gamble or what? You're taking an extreme gamble with your life. You know, um, I know of an individual who chose that type of life, you know, and that's what they chose to do, you know, and um, they had to retake that whole statement because they found that they were getting hurt. You know, you were getting abused because you, you're living a lie, you know, and you're allowing everyone else to believe a lie until you change and or you verbalize to them, okay, I used to be this or I used to be that. And that's not fair for an individual because if they're believing that you're one thing, you know, and, that you know, they're, they're introducing you to their friends and their family, you know, and the whole entire time you're living a lie, when that truth becomes a truth to that individual, Oh, you get all kinds of, you know, feedback, you know, and, and I think the reason why this person has chosen to live that way is because they haven't come across the right one. Now, when you come across the right one that reacts that way, then you'll find that it's safer for you to just be honest. Right, right. It's really not worth it. You know, if a pre- uh, listen, there are people out here who don't mind being with the transgender so why you, you know, find those kind of people. That's all. Just make it your quest to find somebody like that. 
All righty. Well, you have this situation where you're going to church. Remember now, you're, or you're going to a church service. You know, according to this, um, you know, woman, she was going to this puja. All she knew was that it was a, a religious ritual. She thought that she was safe. You know, I told you about the, the young lady who said right on 42nd Street, you know, she was asked, you know, you want to go to church? And when she got inside, she was like, oh, no, as they were talking to her and then she was looking around and she said it was like a cult. And then when she came out and she told the co-worker, they did some research and they found out on the Internet that it was a cult that um, she had walked in on. And she said she was lucky to have gotten out of there. You know, so now going to this India story, you know, they they have now beheaded this woman. She All she thought was that she was going to a church service. It's, it's we're at a point in our lives where we got to watch the church service we go to. We're we're in a part of our lives when we got to watch everything, everything we see, everything, you know, just because it glistens doesn't mean that you got to be a part of it. Just because the door opens doesn't mean that you have to walk in. And as we can see, you know, we don't know if this was her only opportunity, you know, you know, was it the first time, you know, if somebody said something to you and you just decided to go in and you don't get a second chance or, you know, did they talk it up for a while and you got there? You have to be guarded. You know, this is, this is why we often talk about spiritual discernment because it's so important in, in, in this lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, either way, um, to make it is bad if you were duped on your first time, or if they've been buttering you up and you've been going to services, and this one service was a shift for where you've been, you know, what you've been introduced to, and now you know, you it ends up where you were the sacrificial individual. So, either way, you know, this is this is this is a really bad ending. Um, to, to a real crazy story. Um, we're going to come back to this last story after we talk to Brother Al and, and Shanti. So let's say good morning to Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al. Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chop of the morning. How you doing? I am well, thank you. I'm well. How are you enjoying your break? Oh, man, I'm enjoying it getting rest and taking care of things. So it's, it's, it's beautiful. You got to enjoy it. Got a couple more days. You got to enjoy it. All righty. All right, brother. We got some stuff to talk about. We got this lady who stabs up her husband, um, fiance. She kills him, and now she tries to stitch up the, uh, a ball of wool. What's the point of doing that now? Exactly. I, I, I'm sitting there trying to figure out. Like, he, he did now. He just stabbed him up. Then I guess she said, well, the least I could do is close up these wounds. Or, like, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> the least, least I could do is throw him up. And, and what's getting me is I'm thinking um, she closed up the wound. So that means she went in there and actually got needle and thread and just yep. started sewing them up like she was sewing clothes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
That's that's crazy. You know, Brother Al, I'm looking more into the story, and it says, you know, she had a four-year-old child from a previous relationship and a six-month-old daughter who she shared with the man she killed, and they were both present during the time of the killing. So um, she uh, had already picked out a wedding dress, and everything, they was they they won't get ready get married for real for real, and mm. everybody you know mother in laws to be said everybody seemed fine, and they had had dinner together, and she seemed like the perfect person. Wow! But now they find out what kind of perfect person she is. She's. A serial killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, I, you didn't pick out the dress. You didn't pick out everything. Ready to go. And whatever he said or did made you that mad enough where you was like, no, it's time to take his life. Well, you yeah. didn't think nothing about the kids. Not a, you know, the, 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 the little, the, the, the youngest child got to grow up and find out, wow, mommy killed daddy. Yeah. Yeah. After she picked out the wedding dress. Mm, brother Al, brother wow. Al. All right. Mm. So you have this transgender male to a female, and you know he's decided that he is not going to share this information with anybody he's meeting and dating until he feels that they have gotten to a comfortable place. In their relationship And he says Because people are very judgmental And he does not Trust people And he wants to be able To say that You know they're in the right place Before he springs this Piece of information on them Is this playing a dangerous game Or what brother Al Very dangerous And he's nuts You know because I okay, this person is comfortable, and then you 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 go to jump and say, hey, "Listen, you know, um, I used to be a man," and and how comfortable you think a person is going to get and be able to accept that? Like you're crazy. Like that's a dangerous game. Like you 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 know you can get hurt, killed. You know you should be upfront, and if that person says, "Okay, you know what, I I don't mind," you know, and then you go forward. So you're taking that choice away from the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, people don't understand that people don't like their options taken away from them. People don't like to feel duped. I was just saying earlier, I've watched a few uh, movies or shows where, you know, there's this serial killer um, against transgender people for that very reason. Because, you know, they were duped into believing and they fell in love. And, you know, now at the end of the day, they feel like they were made a fool of. So now everybody's got to pay, you know, for what you have decided to do. Oh, goodness gracious. Your decision. They're paying for your decision, Brother Al. Mm-mm-mm. Right. And, and, and they, don't, they, they, they don't understand 
the seriousness of it. Like, you know, I was, um, I've seen something, I don't know if you remember this story, it was a while, while back, and it was on one of them talk shows, and a guy, uh, they brought the guy on the show and said he had a secret admirer, a secret crush. So he come on there and he thought it was a, a, a woman. Yes. And it was a man that yes. brought him on the show yep. and said, he, yep. you know, and, and, he, and he wound up killing the guy. Yes. Because you that put him in front of millions of Yes. Jenny, yes, 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 Jenny Jones. And, 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 and you brought, right, and you go out and take this person in front of millions of people and saying you you got a crush on him, you embarrassed him, you know, and he wound up killing the guy. So you can't do that to people, you know. It's not cool. Yeah, that that's uh, that was the thing that that she kind of gave up the talk show business after that. Yeah, when mm-hmm. when happened, you know. And you're right that that people don't appreciate this. People appreciate your honesty. Let me make my own decision. Tell me up front. When we the first sat down to have a drink, tell me who you really are. And, you know, let people decide for themselves. And like I said, you know, there were people out here who, I mean, easily say, okay. They don't care. I I don't know, Brother Al. I don't know. All righty. You have this woman who's been duped again to you know, into believing that she's going to a church service. She's going to a religious service. And, you know, like Tamika said, we don't know if it's the first time. We don't know if it's the 20th time because they don't say it. But she ends up being the human sacrifice. And lo and behold, you know, this is what, you know, I, I, that's what I said about the, the 42nd Street, you know, temple. And they're standing out on the street inviting people to come in. But yet it's a cult that they're inviting. So you can't even trust church now for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it's sad because, you, can, you know, when you look at a lot of these stories, like the thing that happened in Waco, Texas, the thing that happened with yep. Jim Jones. You know, you got yep. people who want to be a part of something so badly. And right. also these people don't read the word for themselves. You know, we always say, you you know, you, you study to show yourself approved, you know, so they are just going and listen to what the so-called reverends and them say and they just go with it. And it's like you say, everybody reads a part of the Bible and interprets it in a different way. You know, so you're these people want to be a part of something so bad, and they just follow this person, they just follow and do whatever, you know. And like you said, it's not a church; it's a cult. Yep, yep, yep. So she ends up with no head, and unfortunately, mm. you know, they hold her down, they, 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 you know, decapitate her, and now she doesn't even get an opportunity to see that this was a wrong decision. That was it. That was it. So, you know, we really got to be careful about what we follow out here. Really got to be careful um, about the decisions we make. So, you know, Pastor, Pastor, I'm sorry, one one more thing with that. You know, I said one more thing with that. The biggest problem is 
you know, uh, us as Christians as well, you know, when we have a belief of what we believe in, we put up blinders. We don't go to, to see, you know, hear or read about these other things that's going on out here. And I tell people all the time, there's nothing wrong about knowing about, okay, this culture does this this way. Or, you know what, these people do this religion this way. And I think it's always good to be in the know so you can know what you're up against. Some people, us as Christians, we'll put those blinders up and we just see straight. We don't care about nothing else around us, but the stuff that around us can harm us. So we need to know what's going on with these other religions and how they're doing this. I was reading something the other day where, you know, that 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 the devil, this guy, they have they have their own church. They have their oh, own yeah. church. And you know how the minister oh, yeah. them wear the white collar, how yeah. they minister them wear the white collar, they wear a black collar. You know, yeah. they have their own Bible called Gortez, uh, I think it's Gortez Cortex, something like that. And they have their own Bible. And, and yeah. you know, these are stuff that we need to know so we can know what the enemy is up to. Absolutely. To put up those blinders. Absolutely. We talked, you know, a few times about, you know, that, that satanic, um, the, uh, the the Satan group being in the school. You know, they're, they're setting up shots yeah. right in the school, you know, and they yeah. have their own yeah. material. Like you said, you know, they have their own material they have their own worship style. They have their own um, wardrobe, as you said. So, yeah, this stuff is right in our faces. This stuff is not even behind the scenes anymore. They are opening up what they do just as openly as we do things. Yeah. So we do have to pay to what's going on around us. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Brother Al. Oh, we'll be we'll be back to talk about that last story in a minute. Let's say good morning to Shanti. Oh, yeah. Morning, Shanti. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. All right, we got this woman who uh, has picked out the dress. She has gone shopping with mom and Lord to be. And they, they didn't, she didn't pick out her dress, only to find out that she is a murderer. And, you know, after they had this argument, she stabs her fiancé. And now, uh, here they are. She's sewing up the wounds. I guess so he could look good in his tux. Well, they stand at the altar. That's a real schizophrenic thing. She already had that plan. There is no way the average woman who is like, oh, I'm finally getting married, and you go through the process of going to get fitted for the dress, choosing the dress, only to now interfere with the actual wedding day by killing the groom-to-be. That was a plan. It was some type of like she was, she planned on just having the ceremony with the dead body, her wearing the dress, and somehow putting him in his tux. Cause that that's just like you know, a lot of times like even even if you watch um 
you know, like a lot of these reality shows or anything, and, you know, you see how the couple, they argue the night before or the morning of, and but they're still prepared for that wedding ceremony the next day. And I always wonder, like, mm-hmm. how, how is, like, nobody spoke? Like, like, nobody talked and said, okay, so this is still happening, like, we're still going to do this, oh, I'm sorry, before. It's just like, no, we just, everybody's plans as usual. We still meeting up at the at the venue, and I'm still over here getting you know primped and ready, and the guys still with the groomsmen, and they still doing what they do to prep, and it's like okay, but no, that that sounds like that that was a plan from the beginning. That wasn't spontaneous, cause I ain't going through all that work to now kill you. Somebody get married. <laughs> well, like Brother Al said, you know, here. Uh you done went got the needle in the thread and you sewing people up I'm not mm-hmm. going to stab you and sit and sew you up I mean come on come on come on so he wouldn't bleed through the suit I'm telling you you know they said she, they said she did it right in front of the children so where were the children when she was doing the cosmetic surgery you know these people are really ill they are very very ill all right, Shanti. We're talking about the transgender. Uh, I don't even. I never know how to say this. From the man to the female, and you know he's holding on to this secret, to this information that he's really a woman, really a man, and he figures, you know, people are too judgmental. So I'm not going to tell you in the beginning. And now, when I feel, you know, everything is on the go, we're good. I'm going to spring this on you. Are we taking the chance, or what kind of chance are we taking? To get got, I'm taking the chance of being lynched. You can't do that. It's it's too. <laughs> My thing is, as loud as most of the the people in that community are, what are you ashamed of, or what are you afraid of? If you've chosen to, do you already know that there's people who are for it and there's people who are against it? So let it be known. Not the way the way this world is moving now, it'll be quicker to find the ones that are for it than the ones that are against it. So let it be known that this is who you are, this is what you do, this is the lifestyle that you practice. So you don't have to go through all the motions. So you won't go through motions of even for yourself, like even before you factor in the other person, you're gonna go through the motions of meeting someone, liking them, getting attached to them, only for them to now want to stab you and sew your wounds up like yeah, that that doesn't make any sense that is that's well, extremely well, selfish well here's my other question is it any different than you not telling someone that you're married that you're not telling someone that you you have a criminal history that you not you're not telling someone that you're a thief you're not telling someone that you're an ex-con is there any real difference no, you're lying. You're lying because again, if if I have a criminal record and I'm dating, you know, I'm going on these dates, I'm dating someone, and now this one date turns into five, and now he says, "Oh, you know, well, I, let's take this to the next level." And all that's okay. Well, now that you want to take it to the next, the next level, just let me, you know, let you know, I do have an ankle monitor. That's why I always wear these. Um, <laughs> Long pants, 
That's why I always wear the bell bottoms. That's why we can't go out on dates after nine. This is why. Like, come on. No. That is retarded. That's retarded. That's dumb. So now you, you, you get, not only did you get yourself caught up in someone else, you allow someone else to get caught up in you, and now you spring this on them. And what, my question is, what do you expect? Because, see, people like that like to dictate your reactions. So what kind of reaction are you expecting? Mm. That's another thing I don't like. People, people who do stuff like that then like to say, oh, well, you didn't have to say all that, or you didn't have to do all that. And see, that alone, that response alone is enough for me to want to contemplate your murder. So what do you expect once you spring stuff like that on people out of nowhere after you willingly, you intentionally held this because you knew there was a great chance I would not want to deal with you. So your manipulator on top of being selfish, on top of being a liar, it's just like, no. All righty, all righty, all righty, other story. You know, now you can't, you know, you have to be very careful of the church service that you attend. You know, this woman attended, you know, the church service and ended up being the human sacrifice. You know, you have to ask questions. You know, you, you can't just go to church and just sit there and accept things that you're either seeing or you don't see. You got to mm-hmm. ask questions. What are we talking about here? Yeah, when you were speaking about it with Brother Al, it came to mind, the verse came to mind, like, you know, how God chose us out of the world to get to know him and get to know his word and how much of a privilege it is that when he chooses us out of the world to get to know him, automatically he blesses you with high levels of discernment. And, of course, you know, the more you stay in him, the stronger your discernment becomes. But you just stay. Because even, like, when people, like you said, step, even when we're on Jamaica Avenue and, you know, you have them like, hey, you want to come to church? First of all, you're a little too close back up. No, thank you. I'm all right. I go to church. It's just a little, like, you're a little too eager. Like, I love Jesus, too. But you're just a little too eager. You're all up in my face. And I heard one of them, I heard a guy who I think he had like a table or something set up on on Jamaica Avenue was arguing with one of them. And one of the things I heard him say to them was like, I told you before, like, stop talking to me about this. Like, stop asking me. And my thing is, see, you're already misrepresenting because you're making God and Jesus seem like a bully. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, so if you ask me once, if you see that I'm stationed here and you're on this corner on Monday and you ask me, or you ask someone, you know, would you like to come to church, and they say, no, thank you. Why are you talking to them about that again, too? They win the Thursday, Friday. Like, leave it. Leave it. You've already planted the seed. And let them know. If you're up there every day and God puts them in their heart and, and God keeps poking them to come to you, they'll then come back to you. But it's just, like, way too much. But, again, it also goes to what Brother Al said, too. It's like a lot of times people just want to be a part of something, so their judgment is clouded, and they're not paying attention to the things they should be paying attention to. So once you got up in there and you saw certain things, it's like, this is why even as as a Christian, you got to be street savvy because, see, I go somewhere, and you only got one way to get up out of your church. It's like being in a club. Mm-mm. You got one exit, no thing. It's time for me to go. <laughs> it's time for me. I, I love the Lord, too. 
Because you allow me to still be street savvy for a reason. There's certain things you still got to be on point about. So that means probably in the world she still wasn't as on point with things that she should have been. But it, it's, it's really sad because now, again, this is like something else somebody would try to use as to why they don't go to church, why they don't do God, blah, 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 all, all the bull crap. But, yeah, that that's just, it, it's really just sends up a mind as to how blessed we are when God says, get to know me, because if not, these are the things that you'll be attracted to and you won't be paying that much attention to. And even if it's not something this drastic, but you'll be sucked up into something that I have you in la-la land somewhere. Well, I got a question based on what you said, and I'm going to ask the three of you. Now, I'll, I'll start with Tamika. You know... So here's this guy, you know, he's out here. You, they're out there. They'll approach you. You know, you want to go to church today? Now, there's a, there is a, they do have a church on Jamaica Avenue that, that was put up within the last few years. Um, I can't think of the name of this church. Um, and they will approach you where on our side of the fence, we, we, we still, too timid to approach people. Um, we have where Shantice is saying, you know, uh, uh, there's a guy with the table, and the man has gone up to him on Monday. And he says, would you like to go to church? He says, no, 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 I'm good. No, no, thank you. And on Wednesday, he goes back, and he says, okay, you know what? Well, hey, you know, how are you today? Thinking about coming to church? And he says, no, no, still not yet. Here goes Friday because it's getting close to Sunday. You know, and maybe by now you've changed your mind. You know, uh, in a couple of days, you know, how about giving it a try? And now the man is mad. Like, you know what? You know, I, I, you keep approaching it. Now, on the other side, you know, they're doing their discipling and they're evangelizing and they're witnessing and so forth and so on. And they're thinking, okay, well, you know, if you... You know, we, we go back gently because they are gentle. They're not very pushy, to be honest, and they're pushy. They're not pushy. Um, but, if you know, if I go back and I ask, maybe something has happened. And if I ask you, you know, maybe something might get stimulated. I don't have to necessarily wait for you to come. What's the thought there? Do you think that that is just a little too pushy? Or, hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with gently asking from time to time, again and again, because that just might change your mind. The, the thing about discernment, God will provide the individual the right discernment. You know, for some person, um, a nice, soft answer would work. And for other people, not to be extremely overbearing, but you may need an extra push. You know, there may be something that you see in that person's life, you know, and God is saying to you, you know, you need to, you, you need to press a little bit more for that individual. Um, and only God, only God knows, you know, and he will provide the individual, the, the one who's um, being, you know, adamant as to what works, you know, and sometimes... The pushback is because God is trying to get your attention, you know, and 
it comes off as, oh, leave me alone, you, you're annoying me. But sometimes in actuality, it's the movement of God. And it's just, you know, because they're, they're not familiar with the territory that they're in and, and they're not aware of what's going on, that they push back. Okay, okay. Brother Al, Brother Al, you know, oh, yeah. uh, what, what are we talking about here? Do you, do you gently go? And you, you know, ask again. I'm, I'm only asking gently. And you know, it's funny because some people might say that you got to be ready for that. You go, you know, some people are gonna answer gently, and you're gonna get those roaring lions, you know. And you know, they just gently say, "Okay, well, you know, you have a wonderful day. You know, God bless you," and they walk off. You know, you got they, you know, that you got to be ready for those times when people are more aggressive saying no than at other times. What do you say? Leave them alone or keep going back? <laughs> well, I, I would say it depends on how the person reacts. You know, okay, I came by you the first time, and and I, I asked you, and you gently said, um, you know, it depends on what your answer is. you just giving a firm no, then, okay, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go back. But if I, you know, I ask you, hey, you know, we're doing a little service at the church. We, how would you like to come or whatever? And, and you say, well, you know, maybe next time. Okay, then that's giving me the, the door open and say, to ask you again. But I'm not going to keep pressuring you either because, again, we go back to no means no. Now, like I said, you open the door and you say, well, you know, maybe next time. Let me know when you're doing something else. Or let me know when, you know, if you come through again. You open the door to say for me to ask you again. Okay, and I'll ask you again. And like you said, you do have to be prepared for that. Because you might go up to somebody who who don't believe in God or, or whatever, and you ask them, and they may go off on you. You know, call you names and, well, why are you believing in this and this and that? Because I've seen that happen. And like you say, you have to be prepared for that because you did, you did go up to uh, a person and, 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 and ask them. So you have to be prepared. And, you know, just real quick, as we talk about this, it reminds me, I remember me and Tamika went downtown Brooklyn, and and we was walking around, and we decided to sit on the bench. Well, I sat on the bench while Tamika went in the store, and it was a guy, he you know, do one of them palm reading things. And he came up to me, and he said, hey, do it, sir, would you like to, me to tell you about your future stuff? I said, no, sir. I said, thank you, but no thank you. And he kept pushing the issue. And then he started going and calling himself, we, well, you know, you're a good person. And this, I said, brother, I said, I'm asking you real nicely to get away from me with that. I'm not into that. My Bible tell me don't deal with that, and that's not my belief, so I need you to go ahead. And he still kept going. So now I had to get a little rougher. I had to go into my scar face. I only tell you one thing, okay? The next time I tell you, it's going to be a situation. And he looked at me, and then he walked away. Oh, you know, I already mean, told you no twice. <laughs> I already mean, told him no twice, Pastor Sam. I told him, bro, my Bible tells me different. Don't listen to you people who so-called can be the future. And I was very nice. I said, thank you, but no thank you. He started going into out of that. I said, sir, please go ahead. And then he kept on. I said, okay. See, you didn't want to listen to me. Well, look at you now. <laughs> Had to go to the coffee to make him stop. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Wow, wow, wow. All right, all right. Well, Shantice, I'll ask you now. You know, are we not supposed to revisit 
you know, asking, you know, that maybe, you know, he looked like he needed Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I see you here again. This is my post, you know, this is my beat and this is your post. And, you know, I'm coming by and, you know, there's no harm in asking again. You know, I didn't know the third time I asked you, you was going to go off on me. So, well, quick we disclaimer, should... most of them up there with a the table look like they need Jesus. Um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. And Mariah needs to be up there asking them, you want to come to church? Um, oh, gosh. Like Jesus said to go and knock on the door and make an introduction and if they reject, do not get upset. Walk away, because they will suffer a greater fate than Sodom and Gomorrah did. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> Don't quote me. That's Jesus. Google it. I forgot which book it's in, but it's in there. Okay. At the same time, it also goes to what Lady Tamika said about discernment. And my thing is this, because Brother Al said he's seen it. I've experienced it multiple times of talking to someone about God and really seeing how you really feel. Like, whoa, I'm going to stop this conversation because you're about to have us both needing to repent after you tell me how you really feel about this invitation to church. So I'm going to let you be a sinner, be a sinner, be a sinner, and I'm going to try to make sure... I don't go back to being a sinner, sinner, because talking to you is going to have me growing and being on the same level where you are again. It has everything to do with discernment, because like I said, with the, the guy's response, his response was, I told you before, stop asking me. And he wasn't, he wasn't at his wit's end, but you could tell he kindly said it. Most likely he gently said it the first time. Please don't approach me about this. And yo, you came back again approaching <laughs> me with this. So if I say, oh, hey, you know, would you, however I ask it, would you like to come to church? Would you like to have a Bible study? Would you like to um, talk, da 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 And again, see, God ain't going to have you have Bible study with someone he knows is, is dead set against him. So see, uh, stop, stop trying to play these games. Discernment. So if he knows that this is someone who is really not trying to hear him, but God knows somewhere he can have his way in, certain invitations are not going to be made. You know, it may be just a conversation, or it may be, there ain't going to be no full-blown, well, listen, come to service, service from 10 to 6, and we're going to, like, no, because he understands already they're extremely rebellious against him. But if, you, if I already get that, and like I said, I've, exp- oh, my gosh, the nastiness. I'm good, Jesus. Because, see, now we both going to have to be at the altar. So it, it's going to have to be some real tuning. I, I'm just like, I was trying to say it to be funny. I'm just like, because it, it gets disgusting. So you really have to make sure you're in tune with God because God may have you approach someone who, you know, has a nasty heart towards him, but it's not going to necessarily be with this full-blown, like how you would speak to another believer who may just, you know, this this might just be a season where they're disenchanted because something may have happened or whatever. He's not going to have you approach that that person the way he may have you approach someone else. So you have to be aware and not really push because then you make Jesus seem like a bully. And that that alone is a reason why people claim they don't do church. Because I was forced, I was forced, I was forced. So is he now going to have you force 
him on them now, you know, you have to pay attention. Okay. Really quickly, really quickly, and and I'm, I'm going to start with you again, Tamika. In your life, who you know, you better not talk to them about God because it's just not going to be a, a nice conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, not even – and it's it's one thing where, you know, you talk about God and you come right out. I can't even say, you know, certain things that allude to the presence of God. Like you, <laughs> even if I say, you know, it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. It's, uh, I mean, I'm just like, I can't say anything, you know, even something to, you know, coming over to your house and then opening up the windows and you know, opening up the blinds and looking at the sunshine and, oh, it's such a beautiful, I don't understand what you're talking about. Why it's so beautiful? What's so great about it? I'm like, oh, gosh, like, I I can't be in your in your presence because, like, you just, you don't ever have a good day. Everything is doom and gloom. You know, it's Thursday. It's going to rain. It, I, I'm, and I'm like, look how nice it is. I'm, yeah, but it'll probably rain before the end of the day. I'm just like, okay, I just... <laughs> Nowhere wow. near, nowhere near anything that had to do with the essence, the the breath, the life, the width of God at all. Wow, wow. Oh, brother Al, is there someone you know? You better not approach them about God. It's crazy. I'm, I'm listening to Mika. I don't want to meet your friend or family member, whoever that is. <laughs> I don't want to meet that person. Keep away from me. I'm at the wall with my holy water. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's it's crazy. I don't I don't really know anybody like that. I have what? met some people. I have met some people like that where I went toe to toe, and and it was just amazing to me on what the person believed in. You know, and we went back and forth. You know, this this person was like, um, we was talking. He's like, you're a Christian, ain't you? I said, oh, you can tell. I said, yes, I am. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Man, they, these white people got you going, but you believing in, in this God that does this. I said, oh, okay. I said, so what you believe in? And, you know, and the thing about it, I think what got him the most was I just stayed calm. Because I'm always saying, you know, people are free to believe what you want to believe. You know, but I stayed calm. And he was just riled up. And it was somebody, uh, a friend of mine, it was his friend, and me and him were just talking, and the guy walked up, and we was talking, and, and it was just, I was just in awe, like, wow. And he was he was just going in. And I said, well, okay, brother, you, you're free to believe what you want to believe, but just, just know what's at stake. That's your life. And he just looked at me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I went on, but this dude here, oh, you can't even mention Jesus in his presence. I was like, Wow. But as far, as far as personally knowing somebody that's a friend or a family member, I don't, I haven't ran across anybody, um, you know, that would go off if you mentioned Church of God. I, I haven't. Thank God for that. <laughs> yes, very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, Shantice, is there someone you know personally, you know, that yes, you've been a couple of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> she didn't even give you a chance to finish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. 
I feel like the person who's talk, who was trying to talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she knows somebody you passing them. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a bit traumatized. Traumatized. Yes. There's a couple of them, and I I, I said, see, Jesus, I can't be talking about you and then cursing in the same sentence. So I think you should just separate us in in, in your name, cover us with your blood, and just say, Shantish, you go east and they go west, because I really don't see how this is going, these conversations going to go any other way. And it's gotten to the point where I've said to both of them at one point, because, you know, God don't doesn't come out my mouth every second. But sometimes it does. And I said, I ain't about to sit here and be monitoring what I say. But, but without God, I ain't monitoring what I say. Get over it. Especially now you're talking about, I'm talking about God. God happened to come up, and I was, oh, oh. okay, so let, do, do both of us a favor. Don't call me. Let's not speak. How about that? And then once I say that, it's, oh, what you mean? I'm not curving. Like, no. So I, I can sit here and listen to all this bull you got to spew out, stuff I don't want to hear, I don't care to listen to. I don't. I really don't care how your date went. Like, I don't ask you. Like, you know some people, Pat, Pat, the stuff, you know, you say, um, when, when people say, how was your day, and then someone honestly answer, but they wasn't really expecting the answer because they just said it to be nice. I'm not one of those people. I'm not asking you how your day went if I really don't care to know how your day went. But yet I always get how your day went. So I'm supposed to hear how your day went, even though I ain't asking. But now, if God happened to come out my mouth, now you mad? No. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Sounds like you need some therapy, uh, uh, Tamika and... um. Al, she needs some therapy. We Amen. To get her some- I'm about to tell her to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. It's okay. We don't want you stabbing nobody and throwing them out. We don't I want you stabbing nobody and throwing them out. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, my due time crew, thank you so much for indulging me today. And we really appreciate your uh, co- your commitment to this conversation. Well, we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Have a thank blessed you. one, everyone. Thank you. You thank too. You, Shantiz, I'm going to text you the number to my therapist. Shantiz, I'm going to text you the number to my therapist. His name ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's time for Pray For Them. Shantice, what you got? Okay, today we are praying for Cheryl Elizabeth Gamble, better known as Coco from SWV, the lead singer from SWV, originally from the Boogie Down Bronx. Everybody knows SWV sung week amongst a whole lot of other hits that they've had. They're still out here going strong, touring with their music. Um, she just recently, I believe back in 2017, 2018, I think, just had a divorce from her husband. Um, she has two sons. Both of them, well, one of them is a rapper. The other one is an aspiring singer now. Um, but I chose, well, I thought of her for pray for them, not I chose. I thought of her for pray for them because she just publicly came out speaking on her mental health Back in 2017, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder because she said she was enduring some serious, dramatic mood swings for years. 
and she stated, quote, my final straw for me seeking help was I was thinking about killing somebody, and I knew that it was an issue. It was deeper than I ever understood. I've come a long way. I'm slow to anger as long as I'm taking the medication because I, because I like being in a good place. I take my meds when I don't want to beat your behind, but she said the other word. And I was um, watching, someone had me watch, because God stopped me from watching reality shows from when the pandemic started, but someone was telling me about the series that SWV and Escape had because after their verses on Instagram, you know, there was a lot of talk about these two power groups, iconic girl groups from the 90s coming together for a tour. And she was on there, and one of the, what really stood out to me, and I was like, okay, God, she really needs prayer. Um, in addition to her, you know, making it known publicly, because she could have stayed in the hiding, and we know that the enemy, that's where he loves to keep us, because that's where he can continue to play on us, when we don't want to stay in the dark and isolate ourselves and be shameful of whatever it is that we're going through, whether past or current. Um, but they were rehearsing, and stuff wasn't going right, and she just started flipping. And she was just like, like I just want to fight. Like, I'm, I'm ready to fight right now. Like, I ran out of my meds. I'm ready to fight. And one of her band members was like, okay, you know, just just chill out. And she, she's like, okay, like, I'm chill, but, like, I'm on edge right now. Like, I'm on edge. And, you know, a lot of times in the streets, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, I blacked out and all this bogus stuff. They ain't really blacked out. But watching her... It was like I, I was looking at the screen. I was like, yo, she's serious. And everyone else, the group members from Escape, everybody was looking at her like, wow. Like, And no one said anything. When I say it was completely silent, and I really believe it was because they knew, like, this wasn't just a figure of speech. And she was honest. I ran out of my meds. I'm on edge. I just want to fight right now. Like, I'm just ready to fight. So I guess they figured, okay, well, let me not be the first one to call for anything because then I'm going to be the target. But just really want to lift her up in prayer, um, you know, thanking God that she was bold enough because her her main thing was I want to make it known that this is what I'm going through to tell other people, let other people know there's no shame in getting help, especially as, you know, black people, you know, there's a lot of shame in seeking therapy and being on meds and, you know, really going, you know, being into God. And, and she comes from a church background. She comes from a church background. Um, a strong one. Her mother didn't play with that. Was really thanking God for her boldness so that she could be one of the faces as a celebrity to now help other celebrities and even her fans who may be struggling with this. Also like to lift her up as a mother because she is her youngest son has officially come out as being a part of the LGBTQ community and he also suffers from depression. Um, didn't really state why. But she just said that's one of the reasons why, not the reason, but one of the reasons why she keeps him very close so that she can monitor him. And because she knows the signs to look out for herself, she can, you know, be a lot more on point and aware of that with him. And, you know, she made public statements about her supporting his lifestyle and letting him know that she cares about him and she still loves him despite the lifestyle she has he has chosen. So also lifting her up as a mother that, she goes to God for how she needs to parent him. He's 19, but nonetheless, she's still his mother. Um, and whatever it is she has to do, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the people, whether celebrity or not, they tend to go a lot quicker to medication than to God. And it doesn't mean that God may not work through the medication if he chooses to, but there's a whole lot more dependency on meds than there is on him. So just asking God to 
you know, take her back to the beginning, any and everything she's ever learned about him going to church, her mother being strict with her regarding church. And if at any point he may have her wean off of those meds, some so there could be a lot more dependency on him, there wouldn't be any pushback towards him. But, you know, all, all of that, you know, mixed up, is just like, wow, she... <laughs> and, and, you know, again, to also see someone from right here in, you know, New York City and not being afraid to say it was really, you know, like, wow. In, in a positive way, but just lift her up in prayer for all of that. Okay, okay. Now we know her as Coco. What is her yes. real name? Cheryl Gamble. Okay. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, thank you so much for bringing uh, Coco Cheryl Gamble to the spotlight, and we're going to take this time to lift her up in prayer. Ah. Uh, Heavenly Father God, we come to you, and as always, we say thank you for just introducing us to a brand new day, God, with brand new possibilities. Right now, dear Heavenly Father, we're lifting up Coco Cheryl Gamble to you, dear Heavenly Father, as a person that we know who has an extremely anointed voice, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that you have brought her to our attention today, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for just placing it in our hearts to even lift her up in prayer, God. She has always acknowledged that she had a foundation in you, dear Heavenly Father. And your word says, train up a child, and when they go grow older, they will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way they should go. And to Heavenly Father, her mother did that. And we have no control, God, over the direction that our children take when they get older, God. But, Lord, we're trusting your word. Your word says that it would never come back void. And we don't know, dear Heavenly Father, if there's some internal battle that's going on. And she's fighting. She's fighting against you. You know, she's given her voice. Um, her gift, her talent to the world. Yes, she's dabbled the Heavenly Father and she's, you know, she's sang some, you know, gospel songs, but her primary focus is, is secular music. And whether you're happy with it or not is <laughs> between you and her. And if it's gotten to a point, God, where she's made a definitive decision that you're not happy with. We know what your word says to Heavenly Father. And Lord, we talk all the time, all the time on this broadcast, we talk about how you will back up when we say no. In any shape, form, or fashion, we say no. You're a gentleman, and you're not forcing yourself because you want us to come to you willingly, dear God. And Lord, we applaud her for being upfront and honest about her mental condition and how, you know, she needs to take medicine to control what she's going through because there may be many people who will hear her who are going through the same thing, who will have, re have refused to get any help. And this may help to steer them in the right direction. 
But God, we need for her to send a bigger message. Now that, you know, it's out there, you know, for some people who may not have known that her origin, her roots are in you, that her mother took the time to offer her to you, the Heavenly Father, that she can now have a stronger voice in letting people know that Jesus saves, in letting people know, the Heavenly Father, that, you know, you are the way to go. You are the way, the truth, and the life, dear Heavenly Father. And, Lord, we ask you to just deal with her heavily as she has a, a, a heavy following, as she has influenced the Heavenly Father. People will listen. And we're asking you, God, to just take care of her. If medication is what she needs right now, like Shanti said, that, you know, you can work through anything. If this is her journey to you, we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just hold her in your arms so gently, God, so that you can just pull her, can feel your warmth. She can feel your presence. She can feel the need for you. She can understand that with or without medication, if she does not choose you, that that can be a costly decision, dear God. And, Lord, you, your word says you don't want to see anyone perish. So we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, that she be on your radar, especially for those of uh, uh, those who listen to her, those who follow her, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, her, her children, her children need her. They don't just need a mother. She, she's standing the ground of supporting her son. She's standing the ground of being a supportive mother to his need and his depression, and she doesn't want him to slip through her fingers, God. But, Lord, we need to understand as parents that they belong to you first. Amen. And no matter how much we care for them, how much we love them, you love them more. That only you can love them in a special way. And no matter how much we feel that our eyes, may be on them. We feel we may have our finger on the pulse that you ultimately have the final say. So even with her uh, 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 surrounding him with her and her love and her concern and her, her care and her intention, that he could still slip through the cracks. So Lord, we pray that she choose you today so that she can give her children better options even as an adult, they can still watch her and still make the decision to follow you just because she's that example, the Heavenly Father. And we pray, the Heavenly Father, that that comes to her realization, that her son needs you more than he needs her, that her son needs you more than he needs her care and her attention and her love. Both of her children, the Heavenly Father, need a godly mother. So, Lord, we ask you to settle this situation in your own perfect way, God, in your own perfect time, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we ask you to just surround them with people who will speak nothing but you. We just got finished talking about just hearing a little too much about you can turn a person off. But, Lord, we pray that it just ain't enough for her, that she would just welcome it, God. No matter which direction it came from, no matter how heavy it might be poured on, 
but that somebody might just say that name Jesus at the 159th and a half time and she would snap and you would get her heart you would get her attention you would get her love you would get her dedication you would get her life she would surrender to you God we're asking you the heavenly father to see about this situation right now we're asking you, dear Heavenly Father, so that one more person does not fall through the cracks, that you snatch this situation up, God. And we thank you for hearing our cry today. We thank you for sitting and listening to us. Just bring this to you. We thank you, God, for putting this on our hearts. We thank you, God, for just ascending uh, her on the radar of Shantis so that we can come together and hold hands and hold hearts on, on her and her family's behalf, God. Even the even the members of her group, God. She's the leader on on every almost every single song that they sing. Let her lead them to you. We ask you to Heavenly Father to just cover her. Cover her left, right, top, bottom, in and out, God. All around just that she would want to be saturated by you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you. All right. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. All righty. Ah, giving God thanks for every opportunity we have to come before him and, you know, pray for them. <laughs> Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Woo! You know, uh, as the uh, three of them were speaking, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what we were talking about and how, you know, people will just reject. And, you know, sometimes at the sound of his name, you know, like Shantis and, and Brother Al and Tamika said, you know, boy, they just fly off the handle. And, you know, you think about the fact that, you know, our decisions have to be made appropriately. You know, choose you this day who you will serve. And this is no joke. And we don't want to see anybody perish. We don't want to know that somebody is destined for hell. You know, all this fame and... um, you know, attention, you know, that they get. And yet their lives are in shambles. You know, and I'm, I, I think about, you know, those who just have never been introduced to Christ yet. You know, he says that before this world gets wrapped up, everybody would have a chance. But you think about what we're doing with the chance now and how some of us have been given this chance and we just reject like, Crazy rejection, rejection after rejection after rejection, and I just got finished speaking to a pastor last night, and she said, Pastor Steph, she said I have watched some of my family members leave here from COVID. She said, and my heart was so heavy, so heavy, because I had begged them 
to accept Jesus as their personal savior. I stayed on them. And she said they would come out to church for a little while. And after a while, they would just fizzle on out. She said, and when I looked at them in that coffin, she said, my heart just bled. She said, because, you know, we, we, we may look at them and, you know, we assume, you know, that they may not make it in. She said, but, you know, ultimately we don't know because God is the righteous judge. She said, but when you look at that word of God and you look at what their lives represented and who they chose to govern their lives, she said, it's so scary. She said, and my heart just bleeds. She said, because I, 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 I don't want to see my family not make it in. She said, I don't want to see my loved ones lost. She said, and here I am preaching to the world and my own family. She said, are just not, are not accepting of God. And, you know, Auntie Pam reminds me all the time that Grandma used to say, some will, some won't. <laughs> and sometimes that some will, some won't is your own family members. And when, um, you know, the pastor was talking to me last night, I understood exactly what she was saying. Because we all have loved ones that we're looking at. And we know that they have had an opportunity. They've had a clear opportunity to accept Jesus as their personal Savior. And they've said no in more than one way. You know, you don't always have to come out your mouth and say no. But when your action indicates no, then uh, no is no. And you try to get that across to people. You know, people say, well, I love God. And, you know, nobody's going to tell me where my heart is. And, you know, you say to them, listen, I'm looking at the word of God. Now, maybe you want to go check out the word of God and see what I'm looking at. And maybe when you read what I read, you might get a little better understanding as to what this loving God really means, as to what this loving God really, how that really needs to be displayed, how that loving God is read according to the eyes of God. And maybe then you'll start doing things a little bit differently. So come on, let's get this thing right. We only got one opportunity to do it before God closes our eyes. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and uh, helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spends with Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, talk to the men is what we do. Until then, I love you.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.